Book Six, Chapter Six of Henrietta Temple. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Henrietta Temple by Benjamin Disraeli. Book Six, Chapter Six, containing an evening assembly at Belair House seated on an ottoman in the octagon library occasionally throwing a glance at her illuminated and crowded salons or beckoning with a fan almost as long as herself to a distant guest lady bellair received the world on the evening of the day that i had witnessed the strange rencontre between henrietta temple and ferdinand armine her page who stood at the library door in a new fancy dress received the announcement of the company from the other servants and himself communicated the information to his mistress mr million de stockville my lady said the page hm said her ladyship rather gruffly as with no very amiable expression of countenance she bowed with her haughtiest dignity to a rather common-looking personage in a gorgeously embroidered waistcoat lady iona colonnade my lady lady bellair bestowed a smiling nod on this fair and classic dame and even indicated by a movement of her fan that she might take a seat on her ottoman sir ratcliffe and lady armine my lady and miss grandison dear good people exclaimed lady bellair how late you are and where is your wicked son there go into the next room go go and see the wonderful man lady iona you must know lady armine she's like you she is one of my favourites now then there you all go together I will not have anybody stay here except my niece. This is my niece, Lady Bellair added, pointing to a young lady seated by her side. I give this party for her. General Faneville, my lady. You are very late, said Lady Bellair. I dined at Lord Rochfort's, said the general, bowing. Rochfort's? Oh, where are they? Where are the Rochfort's? They ought to be here. I must, I will see them. Do you think Lady Rochfort wants a nursery governess? Because I have a charming person who would just suit her. Go and find her out, General, and inquire. And if you do not want one, find out someone who does. Ask Lady Maxbury. There, go, go. Mr. and Miss Temple, my lady. Oh, my darling, said Lady Bellair, my real darling, sit by me. I sent Lady Iona away because I determined to keep this place for you. I give this party entirely in your honour, so you ought to sit here. You are a good man, she continued, addressing Mr. Temple, but I can't love you so well as your daughter. I should be too fortunate, said Mr. Temple, smiling. I knew you when you ate pap, said Lady Bellair, laughing. Mrs. Montgomery Floyd, my lady. Lady Bellair assumed her coldest and haughtiest glance. Mrs. Montgomery appeared more gorgeous than ever. The splendour of her sweeping train almost required a page to support it. She held a bouquet which might have served for the centrepiece of a dinner-table. A slender youth, rather distinguished in appearance, simply dressed, with a rosebud just twisted into his black coat, but whose person distilled odours whose essence might have exhausted a conservatory, lounged at her side. "'May I have the honour to present to your ladyship Lord Catchim who can?' breathed forth Mrs. Montgomery, exulting in her companion, perhaps in her conquest. Lady Bellair gave a short and ungracious nod. Mrs. Montgomery recognised Mr. and Mrs. Temple. "'There, go, go,' said Lady Bellair, interrupting her. Nobody must stop here. Go and see the wonderful man in the next room. 
lady bellair is so strange whimpered mrs montgomery in an apologetical whisper to miss temple and she moved away covering her retreat by the graceful person of lord catchimhoucan some irish guardsman i suppose said lady bellair i never heard of him i hate guardsmen rather a distinguished-looking man i think said mr temple do you think so said lady bellair who was always influenced by the last word i will ask him for thursday and saturday i think i must have known his grandfather i must tell him not to go about with that horrid woman she is so very fine and she uses musk she puts me in mind of the queen of sheba said the little lady laughing all precious stones and frankincense i quite hate her i thought she was quite one of your favourites lady bellair said henrietta temple rather maliciously a bath favourite my dear a bath favourite i wear my old bonnets at bath and use my new friends but in town i have old friends and new dresses lady frederick berrington my lady oh my dear lady frederick now i will give you a treat i will introduce you to my sweet sweet friend whom i am always talking to you of you deserve to know her you will taste her there sit down sit by her and talk to her and make love to her lady womandeville my lady ah she will do for the lord she loves the lord my dear lady you come so late and yet i am always glad to see you i have such a charming friend for you the handsomest most fashionable witty person quite captivating and his grandfather was one of my dearest friends what is his name lord catchimoucan mind i introduce you to him and ask him to your house very often lady womandeville smiled expressed her delight and moved on lord montfort who had arrived before the temples approached the ottoman is the duchess here inquired henrietta as she shook hands with him and isabella he replied henrietta rose and taking his arm bid adieu to lady bellair god bless you said her ladyship with great emphasis i will not have you speak to that odious mrs flyde mind when lord montfort and henrietta succeeded in discovering the duchess she was in the conservatory which was gaily illuminated with coloured lamps among the shrubs her grace was conversing with cordiality with a lady of very prepossessing appearance in whom the traces of a beauty once distinguished were indeed still considerable and her companion an extremely pretty person in the very bloom of girlhood lord montfort and henrietta were immediately introduced to these ladies as lady armine and miss grandison after the scene of the morning it was not easy to deprive miss temple of her equanimity after that shock no incident connected with the armine family could be surprising she was even desirous of becoming acquainted with miss grandison and she congratulated herself upon the opportunity which had so speedily offered itself to gratify her wishes the duchess was perfectly delighted with lady armine whose manners were fascinating between the families there was some connection of blood and lady armine too had always retained a lively sense of the old duke's services to her son henrietta had even to listen to inquiries made after ferdinand and she learned that he was slowly recovering from an almost fatal illness and that he could not endure the fatigues of society and that he was even living at a hotel for the sake of quiet henrietta watched the countenance of catherine as lady armine gave this information it was serious but not disturbed her grace did not separate from her new friends the whole of the evening and they parted with a mutually expressed wish that they might speedily and often meet the duchess pronounced lady armine the most charming person she had ever met while on the other hand 
Miss Grandison was warm in her admiration of Henrietta Temple and Lord Montfort, whom she thought quite worthy even of so rare a prize. End of Book Six, Chapter Six. Recording by Peter Keeble, Nottingham, United Kingdom.